0: A special edition of the Capiche film cast. Stephen Barry here. Um, this is uh, an episode on 1917, as the title might suggest. This pretty much came about because Fran and I had been doing tests for our. Podcast, uh, our new project, the Band of Brothers series podcast review project. We're about to start. We're about. We did uh, an episode, episode zero, which is still to be edited. However, in doing our usual tests, where we test the microphones, we ended up sort of uh, talking about the big release of that weekend, which was, of course, nineteen seventeen. The um, Um, Obviously, with hindsight, we know that was a massively uh, successful film. We essentially got talking and, you know, came out with about 15 minutes, a 16 minute podcast on 1917. So we decided to turn it into an episode. So this podcast, uh, I'm, I'm doing this to sort of give you a heads up. It is a spoiler. There is a few spoilers there. So, yeah, beware on that. And also, we do just go straight into it, where we're obviously it wasn't planned. We ended up just talking about it. There wasn't any much of a structure on this one. So, and it also doesn't quite have maybe the same, uh, maybe it doesn't have the same audio quality, usually you'd expect from our amazing podcasts, of course. But yeah, so it was, it was a test and it, we decided to use it. So, uh, what you're about to listen to is 15 minutes of myself and Fran talking about 1917. And I think that's really all you need to hear from me at this moment. So, I'll let you listen to more of myself and Fran. Enjoy. Oh, before I forget. Okay, so this one starts uh, mid-conversation. I'll just catch you up on what we're talking about as as I press record. Essentially, Fran was... uh, Tackling the criticism that had been levelled at the film for having a Sikh character in amongst all the, uh, the the British troops, um, there's a, spe- a specific sequence in a truck where you can clearly I don't, you do see him a little, I think, but it's mostly his, you can hear his voice and things like that. Obviously, some people have said the historical accuracy of that scene isn't uh, isn't quite there, but that that's depending on what side of the argument you're on. And some some people have said as much as that that's the film pandering to this whole woke you know time that we're in now um which we kind of think is more or less nonsense the film uh was was fine to have the character we think and you'll hear fran essentially um giving his point on that right as we start so uh, that's to clue you in as to what the hell we're talking about as the podcast starts okay
1: i was like you do realize that's the british empire I know you fucking morons. Yeah, I was like, there was Sikhs there. They were sent in their own battalions, and then what happened was when the battalions got blasted, they got t- just like the guy, the main character in the film. He got put with them, mm-hmm. so he would be. That would have been a Sikh that was with loads of people from India, and then his unit might have been killed, and then he's stuck. They, they take him and put him.
0: Yeah, like my dad had said something similar. He said that might have been like quite unlikely he would have been around there but it wasn't completely unlikely and therefore you shouldn't like
1: he probably would have just been because he what were, they were in the war and so yeah well, you saw the chaos of the film like when you saw the like the, um when the guy got out of the plane and stabbed him and then suddenly he turned around and there was these soldiers there do you know what I mean and he climbs out of the river those soldiers like they were always like British soldiers were constantly bumping into other units all the time like on different missions and they would get they would get brought in like People would get killed, and then there'd be a survivor.
0: It was a, I mean,
1: I thought it was an amazing
0: movie. Yeah, like that sequence when he's running across no man's land, and everyone's going you know, obviously going against him. And, and he, even one of the extra I suppose, runs into him, and obviously it's probably scripted, but you can't tell. And obviously, it's all done in like one take in that long sequence. So it's well, the whole film was. It's one of those ones where if he'd fallen, that might have killed the pace of that entire sec. Well, uh, yeah, it was done in a sort of one take style with Headed about cuts. yeah, it was like twenty four cuts over an entire two hour okay. film, which is in- insane. Especially when you've got explosions, gunfire, really complicated sequences of like the trenches, and mm-hmm. you're just having tw- like ten to fifteen minute stretches of conversation. Moving a cameraman moving backwards through the trench, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. From a
1: craft point of view, it is is fantastic. Do mm-hmm. you know there was the 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 sense of panic that you get, like that bit with the rack goes into the tripwire. And you can hear him going, oh, no, 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 no. And, yeah. and you just think, that's exactly what you would do. If, like, say, you get the idea of you with your mate. When I was watching that, I thought, this is what me and Steve would be like. If we were there and we were... Like, that whole argument about why did you pick me? And it's like, uh-huh. like that. I, I didn't realise kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, these are the conversations you, that's a film to go and see with your pal yeah. as well. Yeah, because yeah. that's exactly what would happen. Or you and Mark, probably, you'd mm-hmm. think like, that way as well with your brother. But it's like... I think in that case you wouldn't,
0: uh, because it's if your brother did, you would be like, well, yeah...
1: Uh, but I, I don't know what you're saying the Aight, sentiment behind you it you might bicker a wee bit as friends but like that whole kind of like all those situations when they were together that they faced you're thinking about oh that's exactly how you would behave you would be you, you'd be shitting it but you'd be sticking together and you'd be you know what I
0: mean ah so good I but want like to see, see when
1: see when he gets stabbed the shock like because they're trying to help the German and the German stabs him and then you, you again it's emotive you're thinking how you would how awful you would feel do you know what I mean Yeah. Like, seeing that. Yeah. Or having a like, be there. And then when he meets his brother at the end and he's talking about how um, the, the brother's like, oh, I'm glad that you were with him kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, just, it's such a... It's such an interesting study of, of a kind of maybe a, a positive... Not a positive side to a war or whatever, but, like, a positive, like, like male relationships. Mm-hmm. Like... That brothers, brotherhood, and friendship, and and loyalty, and bravery, and all those kinds of things, and like when he climbs over the bodies in the river, and, and he's crying when he gets out because of what he's seen, but then he suddenly he's like, right, I've got, to, he just relentlessly tries to get there to do what he's got to do to save to save someone else's brother. Yeah, but do you know what I mean?
0: These he are he, all he needed that kind of moment of release. I think, uh-huh. and that was, and then obviously he was able to kind of. Get himself together. It was just,
1: but you see the negative sides as well, don't you? You see the the pride, the officers that don't want to listen to instructions because they want to fight, blah blah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Um, treating the subordinates badly, arrogance, all all this kind of thing. So you see, oh, it's like a study. It's like, it's a it's very much a study of very kind of honest study of of what it's like to be a guy in a crisis in a lot of ways, mm, yeah, because yeah. you see all the aspects of it, all the humour when they're taking the piss out of the superior officer, do you know what I mean? But what's good about it is that it showed as well that when it comes right down to it, you know there was elements of like, even then, and you could imagine this in the crisis at the time didn't matter what you looked like, you would stick together that even if it was the enemy you'd try and help them sometimes, do you know what I mean? There's elements of humanity there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I... I it definitely
0: um, kind of took you on a ride and it made you feel it's sort of so many different emotions throughout the film Yeah, um, because it had that lull moment in the middle um, where it, it kind of calms you a bit Um he's kind of seeking refuge in that sort of house with the, the young girl and the baby mm-hmm. and it almost peters into a kind of like it's, yeah, a wee bit, your attention starts to waver a bit but you know it's not going to be like this for very long and so yeah. it was good to have that. And it's kind of it felt like it had an apocalypse now vibe with this the way it was Roger Deakins that um, cinematographer and he did Blade Runner and loads of films award winning um, cinematographer he's fantastic mm-hmm. I seen his name coming up and I knew this was obviously the, you know this was going to be something special and that section with the the it was like the the I'm, fire I think I, yeah yeah it, it, just I'm the way sure. everything was lit it yeah. was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal I was just. Take transportative or if that's the word transportive, I don't know yeah. I, I, I was completely taken aback by it, I loved it Do you know what's
1: quite funny actually? Um, is uh, I was... This is a long test Yeah, I know, <laughs> well we probably could use some of this Yeah, material. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think, I think you've kind of caught onto that, we've uh, accidentally hit a, a bridge vein here <laughs> but um, I that's was... Hopefully the mics are okay <laughs> Yeah um, Testing, testing Yeah um, yeah, I was listening to um, uh, it was like a well, I was looking on YouTube for interviews with people about the film because I wanted to see what people thought. And um, in terms of the diversity part of the film, it had an interesting supporter in the uh, actually Nigel Farage. Uh, the son was interviewing him about the film because Nigel Farage is a big World War One buff, and he collects medals from World War One and things like that. So he's like a he's like a, and he studied it. And and there's this story about him bringing his friends over there in the eighties to the graveyards and things like that before you know before it when it got to the millennium and everybody was starting to think about the anniversaries and, and various things. Um, and he was talking about people criticise what I was saying there about people criticising that particular person appearing uh, they seeking in the, the truck with the rest of the guys. And he was he again being an expert on the war, he knew all about it. So it was interesting it's interesting how i mean the film itself is fantastic but the reaction to the film and the discussions that it's bringing out it's almost bringing out interesting and unexpected reactions from people like you wouldn't expect Farage to be uh, supportive of 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 a div- of what might be a diverse casting in a film do you know what i mean like he's not the he, he's not the the person that you would describe that to he's usually against that kind of thing
0: i think so it's it was interesting wh- to see that. I get you what you're saying, but I get the feeling the fact that it's majority British white um, main cast is is the only thing that's important to him. He can probably do with small roles filled by anyone else.
1: But no, no, well, he, I don't know. He was actively going against the criticism. He was he was saying it was rubbish. All but... oh, right. Well, that's that's
0: I suppose that's something then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he was saying like you know that. I think his, be- his his point was that as long as something is plausible or historically accurate, then it's okay. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which I think is a fairly reasonable position that I did not expect. Um, I I and I Off the top of my head, I can't recall names of other people I've listened to, but generally, I think everybody has basically said that it, it's, it's a special film. It's one, it's one of those films that doesn't come out very often. Yeah. It's almost like the Irishman type on that level. Uh it's one of those films that is a classic. Like it's an instant classic. Yeah. Like a five-star classic film. And what you're saying about the scene with the fire and apocalypse now. That whole sequence of them running through the destroyed town. It was that was like it was like a fever dream at that point. Yeah. It was like
0: a, it's and it would we, be kind of got the feeling had he died, and this was a, a sort of or we was at the mo you know in the throes of death, and this is kind of what's going on in his mind. It was that kind of like surreal kind of feeling that it took. Um, it was I liked
1: it. <laughs> Do you know, it, it reminded me actually. It was a change as well. See, when you talk about it being a fever dream, situations like that are kind oh. of like <clears throat> being in a fever dream. I remember going up to there's a, there's a place this is for the listeners if anyone ever hears this but there's a place uh, not far from here called Leverndale and it's where there used to be like an old psychiatric ward and for a long time there was empty buildings there and I used to go I think me and you Steve I think I, we must have gone up there at some point together but I went up with other people we'd go and explore and I went up there one time and it got quite dark and there was security guards there who came out to try and get us and they had torches and the light was there and then it was gone. And we're running like through, like you'd be able to see your surroundings for a second and then you wouldn't. And then you'd hear a voice and you'd see someone coming for you and you'd bolt away. And that kind of 15, 20 minutes of trying to escape and running through corridors and then outside into ruined a ruined area. When you're experiencing that, it does feel like a dream. And it feels like you're disconnected from reality, uh, that because you can't see properly and you're panicking and your heart's beating adrenaline. And I think that was captured perfectly in the film mm-hmm. because you're because you're only you've only got time to think about moment to moment, really. Uh, and that was that, that was there as well in the film. I mean, there was bullets going by the guy and, and you know exploding off of walls and things like that. He's not cowering and waiting to die. He's just running around, isn't he? It's almost like an animal. An animal like uh, trying to escape from a predator, like a prey or whatever, trying to escape from a predator. It was, it was really, really incredible.
0: Yep. Yep. uh, I suppose we may as well rate this bloody film if we've talked about this long.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, like a mini review. Yeah, yeah. Let's give you like a bonus content at the end of the.
0: The only thing I will say, if I don't know if we want to do spoilers, but there was without giving spoilers, then there was a couple of points where the film sort of, it felt like. it was doing. Uh, the characters were doing things that you wouldn't do, just almost for the sake of it looking great on screen. Like a plane is veering towards you, right? And obviously the camera doesn't quite the way it's the way it's shot as a hill, and you can't see that it's actually coming towards the camera. But the uh-huh. characters then turn and run in the same direction as the plane that's coming towards them. They don't think to move to the site at all, and it is like it's like cartoonish, you know. Um, yeah, it's stuff like that where I was just like, even the explosion and the the, the the sort of mine uh, or the barracks, whatever, uh, with the the rat. It did feel like the way that was done. They were so close to it; there was no way he would survive all of that rubble falling on him. Yeah, like that. <laughs> it was a bit like cheap, almost in the yeah. sense that oh no he's okay he's has got a wee bit of dust in his eyes it's that stuff like that where you're like oh really really that's gonna survive that but I that is like nitpicks. I still absolutely would love to film, and, yeah, and performances and everything about it. But it was just those little moments that take you out a little, where it's kind of like I
1: did think that myself. I actually thought when he was dug out of the rubble, he'd, like, he'd be dead, at or least a, limb, a limb, lost, or <laughs> yeah. something, or maybe he would have stayed blind or something, <laughs> yeah. like because he was he couldn't yeah. see for a while afterwards. But um, right, we we'll just we we'll just do
0: a quick summary on this. The uh, star rating at this point, yeah. It's a five star film.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's five star I agree with the slight criticisms. I think um to be honest with you, that if a film makes tiny missteps like that, then it's going back to the quality level of films maybe from like Blockbusters this was a blockbuster film in a sense. It was a big, big, big production. Um and it got very little wrong, which is good.
0: Yeah, I, no. I mean, I, every I, film has something that you can pick apart, and that to me, implausible I'm stuff in yeah.
1: blockbusters is par for the course nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you look at, so I, I, I could forgive it, but oh, completely. We probably would have been harder on it in the past. I think that we're so used to the unbelievable mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, but I do like the fact that you. I, I thought those things as well. It's important to, to not give it a complete pass because it tries very hard.
0: Yeah, it's just. Um... It was a lot in this for the sake of. It was almost like the as long as it looks goddamn cool and cinematic and epic, then it, it will go with that. And it was a, with a, a slight detriment to some plausibility and, and logic, unless so, these characters were just really stupid. And so were, it was
1: like maybe something like zero point five percent Michael Bay infected. A, a little,
0: yeah. Even the fact, it's like the scale. What the, I mean, the the, the actual shot. Um, I think it's a, it's a great shot, but it, there was an element of slight overly done she- sentimental cheesiness to it with, with him running across no man's land. I think it was just because the swelling music, and it was something I don't know. I just maybe I'm spoiled that I feel that that is. I I I, I did happen to think for a half second I was like, "This is awesome. This is cool." A little cheesy, but it's cool. Like I, I, I was with it. It was fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe I think I think I'm in the minority because I mentioned it to someone else and they were just like, eh, "I loved it." They just thought it was one of the best shots in the entire film, actually. So,
1: yeah. Well, I think minor differences in taste. It's still a five star. Oh, t- absolutely. And, and we've not even mentioned all of those cameos.
0: They were fantastic. Everyone, you know, dotted, sprinkled throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, from Colin Firth through to, well, I suppose it's kind of a spoiler because if we don't, the, had the, so the, many ones. actually.
1: But yeah. There was a, a, it was like the officers. I think
0: it was six different main cameos uh-huh. I could count. It tended to be the officers, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. They were all like all these sort of. That's what I liked about it. All the sort of established, well-known actors were all like it was almost that like they were higher up in the hierarchy. You know, they were the and it was the rookies, these unknown actors that were playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, these two main characters, which was great, fantastic decision. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Uh, Sam Mendes really, I think it's probably his best film. I mean, I love. Uh, Skyfall but um, uh-huh. yeah, Spectre's okay and I don't think I've seen any of these other films I'm not sure they're the only three that I know of um, but yeah fantastic film alrighty this is uh, this was starting out, this started out as a test and this has actually turned into a 16 minute review of the film we'll see how much we keep but let's uh, let's talk about war yep <laughs> right, war, war let's uh, check the, the microphones and then start this shit sounds like a plan And that concludes our 15 minutes talking about 1917. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Like I said before, at the beginning, we didn't really go into uh, a lot. We didn't do a sort of full comprehensive review of the film. Um, You know, we could have went into all sorts. You know, since then, obviously, the film has went on to win many awards, uh, uh, three Oscar uh, award uh, wins. We thought actually initially it would get more, but Parasite really kind of beat it. Uh, on many fronts uh won uh, Golden Globe Awards and things like that fantastic film and uh, yeah this is obviously a delayed podcast um, just the way things have worked out but you know I've got some free time due to a certain coronavirus hitting us uh, that uh, we're all indoors and there's not much else going on so yeah this is why suddenly the backlog of podcasts coming out, stay tuned and there may be more uh, the Bond Daft podcast is still trucking on uh and yeah that's it for now uh we'll uh see you next time or you you won't see me and i won't see you you'll just be hearing me if you decide to listen to more all right uh, that's it for me thank you Bye bye